Welcome to our July 3rd Shoud Merlin I Am. The, this is the 10th in the series, and it's exciting to be here. And you know, I am sort of dressed to celebrate the eve of Independence Day because Adonis actually helped write the Constitution, as you all know. So he is a part of this. And think about it, just imagine this. So July 4th, the eve of July 4th is about celebrating freedom and independence. And shouldn't we as Chambra be more than excited about celebrating freedom and independence? Because that's who we are. Is that not who we are? And with all this freedom and independence, this is our first time with a live audience in 18 months. Yes! Yes! It doesn't get any better than this. Well, maybe. But this is, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Thank you for being here in the studio. Thank you for being here online. And we are ready, I believe, I hope, for Adamus. As you can see, Jeff is in his preparatory stage of inviting <laughs> the dear Adamus. I, I, I get all clumsy just thinking about Adamus. So are we ready for Adamus? Yes. Okay, all right. No, really, are you ready? So, with that, let's breathe in that energy of excitement and beauty. <sighs> really breathe it. Let the energies flow as you open up to this experience with Adamus. Feel it. He's going to be here. He is here already. Feel it. He's there with every breath, with every breath. What a commitment, what magic that is for each of us. Breathe it in and allow yourself to really open to it, not just the words, but also the energy. Take that good deep breath, that good deep breath, that good deep breath as we roll into this session. I am that I am, Adamus of St. Germain. What a joy to be back with each and every one of you. Wow. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please be comfortable because I'm going to try to make you uncomfortable the rest of this session. <laughs> well, thank you, my dear. Uh, thank you. I'm going to, I'll just take this and start sipping right away. Mm. Thank you, Kim. Mm. Nothing like popping in for a little while to earth and enjoying some of the, some of the fine points. Uh, Carrie, if you don't mind coming back, some of the, some of the fine points. And, and you don't and you don't have a boyfriend? No, I'm single. I'm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn between Calder and Linda. How do we work this? I, I said, I'm not sure this is going to be so good. 
I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, the words that just came up. Affinity and communication, that's what makes reality. And that's what we're doing. That's where we're going. Affinity, uh, closeness, love, acceptance, allowing, affinity. Affinity, just liking to be with yourself. <laughs> and communication, it's everything. It's everything. It's how you deal with your energy. Communication isn't just about the words that come flying out of your mouth or the look on your face. L Linda, dear Linda Visa, is so good about the look on her face. <laughs> these, are, these are what we're going to be talking about. I'm, I'm just feeling into all of your energies, and, and I'm communicating back to you. I'm doing it verbally, but that's really not so important. It's the other communications that are very, very important. Feel that for a moment. It doesn't need words. It doesn't need a picture. It's greater than any words or pictures can ever be, and that's where we're going. And all it has to do is your relationship with your energy. And oh my, after so many years, decades of dealing with the wounds and the issues and the problems and everything, we're there. You made it through coronavirus. You, you made it. Uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. You made it through coronavirus. Uh, the planet kind of made it. Um, now, I'm not making a prediction here <laughs> about how long it's going to last. I think I'm done with predictions for now. You know why? Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Kasumi was here today. Why? It, it is difficult for the most gifted and talented psychic reader on the planet, it's difficult for any Ascended Masters right now to predict what's going to happen next on the planet. It is changing so fast, mm. and with time basically fracturing, everything going the way it is. What looks to be the way things are going on the planet, uh, it could change in a moment. used to be making predictions was easy. Well, you know, three four hundred years ago, I could predict the next three or four hundred years. Same old, same old, <laughs> pretty much. Things didn't go very fast. You know, it's, as I've said before, anybody here can be a professional psychic, or uh, used to be. All you had to do was, well, predictions are like the weather. It's pretty much going to be what it was yesterday, and that's what tomorrow is going to be. Every three or four days it might change, but your odds are about 75% that you're going to get it right, and people will pay a lot of money for that. So if you were to be a professional psychic, somebody came to you, Take a look at what they're wearing. That's going to what they're wearing tomorrow. Take a look at how they talk, how they act, what they think, how they blame things. That's what they're going to be tomorrow. Pretty easy being a psychic in this day and age. So, but now, even for a Grand Ascended Master, even for the president of the Grand Ascended Masters Club, it's difficult. It's changing so quickly. I'm not making excuses for my prediction, uh, but I'm saying, Things are changing that fast, that fast. Uh, the words, uh, the, the affinity and communication, that's what makes reality. How, how you are with yourself and how you're communicating, how you are in beingness with your energy, that's, that makes reality. We're going where – oh, by the way, uh, I, Van Morrison. I don't know if there's any Van Morrison fans here. You know why? You know why so many of you feel that affinity with Van Morrison? 
Van is probably as close as you can get to being Chambra without being Chambra. Oh. Uh, the, the essence, the depth, mm. the, the soul of, of that being. I taught Van Morrison. <laughs> Why does everybody laugh when I say that? Uh, Linda says, yeah, Adama's helped to write the Constitution. Well, so what? I mean, didn't everybody? <laughs> be proud of what you do, and then be able to laugh about it. No, I, Van Morrison uh, knew him well, but I knew him. It was a her, and it was in the mystery school back mm. quite, quite a while ago. Uh, she was an excellent student, uh, excellent, entertaining to be around, very, very wise, very deep. Her name? Vanessa. G-L-O-R-I-A. Gloria! Oh, yes! Yes! I'm serious. No, I get it. I'm absolutely serious. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the band. That in that lifetime, we didn't have bands. We had orchestras. Uh, for the band in this lifetime, Dave Chamo, Crash, what was the name? Van Morrison. <laughs> no, no. Gloria. So I mean, it's obvious you'd write a song. You know, I mean, you have all that past life stuff, but beautiful. So um, here we are for this. Uh, I don't. What do you call it? The almost post uh, Corona era, of, coronavirus era, almost. Uh, and as Calder and Linda talked about in my epic uh, <laughs> presentation of Pronost 2021 update, uh, time is fracturing. You, I don't have to tell you that. Uh, you already know in your own lives time is starting to fall apart. Some of you say, oh, just, I'm getting old, I don't remember, or I've got to stop smoking so much reefer, or whatever, but it's not that. No, no, no. Stop, stop that crappy thinking. Time is fracturing. It is the glue, the strongest of the glues that include space and gravity. Uh, electromagnetics that hold this whole thing together, and it is cracking. People are going to crack along with it, because time is the reference point. It's the most commonly used reference point uh, in the physical reality. It's breaking apart. It's not bad news at all. That's great news. Most people will never really understand what's going on for a long time. You're, you're of course, the pioneers. You're the ones venturing into it. You're going where no human has gone before on this planet, beyond time. And you're doing it in a very unique way, uh, not, not just going out of time into Eterna, but being in both simultaneously. That's, that's how do you say, frickin' amazing. <laughs> I, Edith. When Edith crossed over, we talked, and one of the first things she said is, Adamus, I don't know why you use that language all the time. It's so vulgar, and I just can't stand it. So I have an Edith oath. You know, try not to say fuck. I, I'm, try not to swear, <laughs> swear anymore. So sorry. So sorry, Edith. Edith, Edith is here today, by the way. Edith is here. See, Edith, I told you they would remember. Who, who could forget Edith? Who could forget Edith? So, Anyway, time is fracturing. That's the good news. You're going to feel disoriented. That's okay. You're going to be confusing time and dates, because as we talked about in our last shout, they start kind of flowing in together, uh, the past and the future. That is – there is not a human word that can describe how epic that is. 
that you're here doing it right now, time and space, uh, the past and what you would call the future, coming into the now, uh, being here with the Master and the soul, it's coming together. It's not always easy because you've been conditioned after how many lifetimes, a thousand or more, to the way you've been doing things, but you're breaking through it. We're breaking through it. So I want to take a moment here before we get into uh, the um, interaction. I, I got 18 months worth of audience interactions to catch up on, and uh, <laughs> we have a long day ahead of us. But take a moment to feel into what you're really doing, past and future, and so coming in, not by studying it, not, not by having all sorts of disciplines to do it. That doesn't work, because the human mind will screw it up. The, the human aspect will screw it up. But by allowing, by taking a deep breath and saying, this is the destiny of my soul. This is what I came here for. And you take a deep breath and you go about your life. Just on time, the rain. Sounds like hail. And the sunshine. Both at once. If you look up, rain and sunshine. It's the and. That's the and. Yeah. So, one of the things, of course, in in what we're doing is once in a while, you know, it's tough. Uh, Once in a while, you need a good kick in the ass. And uh, a good kick in the ass. Because it's easy to get stuck. It's easy to get back into the human kind of blame game and what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, it's just you're going through some tough stuff. Uh, you're, you're immersed down here, and and this planet got so packed into time, space, gravity, all the rest of that, and now you're breaking out. Well, sure, it's going to be a little odd. Uh, once in a while, a little ass kicking is good. And the one thing I love about Chambra is you love a good ass kicking. <gasps> no, they do. But example, example one. Come on up, come on up, Dad. Come on. So she was ready for the for the ass kicking. Yeah, and she brought her money for the ass kicking. There's something wrong with that though. Well, kick or you could. Eh, eh, eh. No, a kick is kick is good. Kick is good. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of off balance there. Oh, okay. Here. Um, no, uh, no, just. Here. Yeah. All right. Calder isn't keeping up money. Is so you. No, no, I pay you. I like ass kicking. I, I get to. Yeah. Now, if you would, bend over. Bend over. And here we go. <laughs> so. They, yeah. So I'm going to give out ass kickings uh, and pay a hundred bucks each. Uh, put it on my uh, tab. Uh, thank you, thank you, Tad. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a why, Julie. Gary, not give you the extra hundred to balance it out to have four, one in each corner. She keeps all the money. She keeps all the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, see, you you came here and the money just flows. It just flows. So we've gone through. You've gone through the the big part of coronavirus. I don't call it COVID. Uh, COVID-19, I guess, is what's the real, uh, the accepted name these days? What's the accepted name? COVID-19. I don't like that. Too bad. Um, <laughs> When's it going to end? 
I like I like When's Corona virus, the crown virus. When's it going to end? I like the crown virus. When people are ready, that's when it's going to end. Oh, really? Really? What are you trying to channel, Doctor Doug? <gasps> <laughs> oh. Um, and all these variants, really? You know, I explained it. I don't have to keep explaining myself over and over again. What did you explain? I explained that, and this, this, I mean, this literally. So, coronavirus came in just at the right time, slowed everything down for a little bit, caused a lot of disruptions in people's lives. That was a good thing because they need a kick in the ass once in a while, or a kick in the corona, as it were here. Something to change, and I th- truly feel it was probably the most brilliant setup uh, I've I've seen f- with humanity in a long time. Humanity's not all that smart. Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But it's like a fact. There are a lot of lot of chambre even, but people that get into conspiracy theories, and particularly related to the government. Hello, I've never met a government that smart that can carry off a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Government workers, oh, there's a few here. Oh, sorry, Carrie, uh, Carrie, would you go outside and uh, do something? <laughs> government workers, they go in at nine. They're done by ten, but they stay until four. <laughs> Bye, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> and. They, they, if they were going to carry out a conspiracy, you know, they're not there enough. Out. I carry. Uh, at nine thirty, <laughs> she goes in, not, not at nine. And what time do you check out? Six, seven ish. Oh. Really? Okay, well, that's good. No, but you're not a typical government worker. You're an implant. I'm not typical at all. Yeah, you're, you're all, <laughs> no, you're, you're a plant. Uh, shining your damn light. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Hello, you know. Tell them that you're there. You're, tell them you upped your light now. You want to up uh, the salary. Oh, I'll do that. Okay. You're a good negotiator. Um, where were we? Conspiracies. Come on, please, people. What a distraction from an otherwise perfectly awesome realization. I mean, what a distraction. Most, no, any, there is no government on the planet right now that's capable of carrying out. A conspiracy on a long-term basis. Uh, it's the government we're talking about. Businesses, eh, to a degree, but they're essentially bottom-line oriented. So eventually, if it doesn't serve the bottom line, they don't continue with the conspiracy. And you know, yeah, there's things going on. There's people scheming all the time. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of imbalances on the planet, but thankfully. Most chambra take a deep breath and say, "That's not mine." Even even if it's happening, it's not mine. Therefore, your energy's not mucked up in it. And you see, I didn't say the bad word for Edith. Your energy's not mucked up with it, and it doesn't affect you. It can affect the rest of the planet. It doesn't affect you. Bottom line: coronavirus. I like the word corona because it's uh, the, the crown, the, uh, the breakdown of old systems is what it is. And, and ultimately, the biggest effect that it has on a practical level, uh, a material level, is on finances. Look what it's doing. I mean, look how it changed everything. Who would have predicted, including me, that <laughs> <laughs> this deep into coronavirus, the issue isn't 
people not having jobs. The issue is not enough workers for the jobs that are there. What does that tell you? Something came to life during this whole time. Things changed. The the economy uh, is more dynamic than ever if if the workers show up. But who would have predicted? Uh, it's almost the opposite uh, of what was the common kind of uh, consensus of thought about coronavirus when it first came out. Everything changes very quickly right now, and mostly in your own life. I just even forget about the rest of the world or. Even Chambra, in your own life, it's changing quickly. The plans that you think you have right now, not so much. And that's the good news, because the plans that you would make right now would be based on a lot of the past, on your old human experiences, on what you think are your human needs. And it's going to change very quickly. Be ready for that. Uh, I, I hear that uh, the Crimson Circle staff got together. Recently, and we're planning for the future. Uh, it's going to change. Yeah. It's going to be different. <laughs> Plans are good. You know, they, they make you feel comfortable. They make you think you have a safety net underneath. But the reality is, there's no safety net. And the real reality is, why are you looking down when you should be looking up? Mm, just saying. You made it through the coronavirus. It's going to have its iterations around for a little while. It's doing a deep cleansing. You know, there's a difference between uh, taking a shower or a quick bath, you know, and you get a little bit clean, uh, and then you hop out and get right back to what you were doing. Humanity asked for a deep cleanse. Uh, they asked for uh, the, the total thing, and that's what's happening. There's wave after wave now of the changes that are coming about as a result of this uh, coronavirus, uh, wave after wave. So it wasn't just a surface cleaning. It was a brilliant plan to begin with, and then it got more brilliant along the way. Brilliant because it was time for a change on the planet. I think we all agree with that. That doesn't mean just electing a new leader, because there are no leaders right now. They're old leaders, uh, dressed up, put a little makeup on them. Uh, so, but it was brilliant. There was no war, and yes, a lot of people died. But and this is Calder doesn't like when I say this, but they were going to die anyway. I, know, I didn't mean it like that. I meant they knew they were only going to stay around the planet for so long. If it wasn't one thing, it would have been another. They didn't want to stay. Have compassion for that and acceptance rather than the blame and. It was a lot less devastating than any war, than any war could have been. That was a brilliant plan, because in the past it was always, uh, time for change, let's go to war, and, uh, or, or some uh, huge uh, natural catastrophe like Atlantis. Atlantis didn't happen. In other words, a natural wiping out of life as you knew it, because you didn't want it to go that way. I said, we've been through that before. Let's not do that again. So this coronavirus was brilliant to begin with. It caused changes on this planet that you haven't even begun to realize yet. Uh, the, the, the just out of the technology sector, the things that were developed uh, in this past year and a half, when people slowed down a little bit, they stayed more 
within themselves. They didn't go to work. They weren't in a disruptive environment. They were at home. It drastically accelerated the pace of which things are happening. Technology, way, way up. You'll see it, and, and we'll, we'll document it over the next few years. What was developed, what was incubated during the coronavirus period, it's, it's truly phenomenal. Changes in people's perceptions of themselves. There's going to be a whole group that doesn't go back to work. And that's good. Because in the past, so many were like drones, getting up every day, going through the same old motions, going to a place they really didn't want to work, sitting in a cubicle, uh, going through the, the drudgery of day after day, a boss they didn't like, a job that wasn't fulfilling. Millions and millions and millions around the planet said, no more, no more. Does that sound familiar? Because so many of you did it first. There's going to be time that I'm going to work with uh, Caldra, Linda, the Crimson Circle staff. We're going to lay some timelines over what you have been doing, Ashambra, these last 20 years, and then planetary changes. And you're going to see how how they uh, and I'm holding my hand separate like this because you do it first, and then it happens on the planet. What a year later, five years later, the words that we use in our gatherings. Your words are showing up in, in everyday life now, uh, and the, the, it, it, you're setting the pace. The interesting thing there is before where you were, and kind of where you'd say general mass consciousness, was there was a big divide. General mass consciousness is catching up fast, and with time fracturing, that delay factor between what you're doing and what happens on the planet is becoming less and less. I know once in a while you get the whomi complex. Whomi? You know, making a change on the planet? I can't even get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I go to pour the creamer in my coffee and it's sour because I forgot to whomi making a planetary change. Albert Einstein couldn't tie his own shoes. Uh, he, he had a hard time. They, they tried to keep him away from cooking because he, he was just a disaster. But yet, one of the most brilliant people uh, of, of generations. What you're doing right now doesn't have anything to do with how well you tie your shoes. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with you know if you get out of bed. And you're all losing track of time, showing up late for meetings and every appointments and. You don't even know what day it is most of the time. You come up to talk to me and your nocturnal state, and you know I'm like one of those um, trauma testers, and it's like, all right, look into my eyes. Now tell me what day is it? <laughs> uh, I have no clue. So, all right, what's your name? Which name? I have a lot of names. <laughs> Which lifetime are you talking about? They're all time is cracking and. Uh, yeah, and we need to laugh about it. We need to have fun with it. It's a really, really good thing. So I digress. I have to get to uh, audience interaction. It's been 18 months. I don't know if I know what to do. I may need some assistance up here in, in being who I am, obnoxious, provocative, annoying. No, no, no. It comes natural for you not uh, to you're, you're right. Not you're right. right. It's not natural. No, okay. no, no, no. All right. So you can do it. We're celebrating you. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you grab the mic and go out there somewhere? Did you just chase me off? No, no, no. I, I, and, 
I, I do want to take a moment to uh, acknowledge dear Linda for taking your crap for the past 18 months. Uh, <laughs> you played. It was a challenge. Yeah. It was my honor. Thank yes. you very much. Yeah, and, but now you can give up that role oh, and you can right. go back to being the annoying microphone carrier. Uh, <laughs> a couple words of caution. If you do not want the mic, please don't sit like this. <laughs> Linda has a bullshit detector uh, and she uses it with Calder all the time. She knows. It's like this communication, even though you're like this, she can feel it screaming out. Not me, Linda. Kind of slow motion. No. So, and and on the other hand, uh, if you think going the other way by waving your hand, I'll take the mic. I'll take the mic. She overlooks that. She finds uh, the the ones who are the most uh, interesting. So, Linda, please let's let's give her a hand as she goes back into the audience. With My the chamber microphone. I look for the ponderous. <laughs> <laughs> Question as we start this off uh, What's the most important personal takeaway that you have from the coronavirus era? What's uh, not, not the planet, but you? What was the wisdom? What was that big personal aha that you had? And, and if you haven't had any, make one up. Uh, what was that? No, I say that because. You know, you get stuck and you get in your brain, and you're like you can't think because I didn't have any. It's, yes, you did. I wouldn't be asking the question, and Linda wouldn't be giving you the microphone. You make something up, you're not making it up. It's not a lie. You're not making it up, you're referencing something that's there. And then you get the energy moving, and then you realize the real answer. So, Linda, who's first on our uh, hit parade today? Mary Sue. Mary Sue Dickerson. Welcome back, Mary. Biggest Thank personal takeaway from uh, the coronavirus era? How much I really liked being alone. Alone. Yeah. Anybody else feel that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, being alone. And when you're not forced to do it, then, then you tend not, not to. Not being busy all the time. Not being busy all the time. And you know, just having that. I think that was one of the great beauties of, of this era for everybody. And time to listen to your material Absolutely. many times. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to feel that. You had a lot of time. And to, but they're really Chambra materials. Yeah. You know, I'm just here to distract a little bit so you can let it sink in. Okay. There is such a wealth of wisdom in the, the Chambra Library yes. that you have built, all of you have built yes. for the past 20 years. Uh, we're working right now, uh, no, well, not working, working, but we're bringing that together for the ones who come next. Uh, and it's beautiful. Go back and listen to it. Hear your, vo hear your voice right. in it. That's the important part. You know, it's, you're, you're hearing Calder on one level, but hear your own voice in it. Yes. Good. Would you do it again? Uh, yes. You would. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would. I'm also beginning to realize very strongly that I do pick up on things on other levels. Yes. That I had not taken the time to realize. Give me before. an example of that. Um, I have feelings, and I'm okay not identifying it. Ah, I want you to repeat that again to the <laughs> camera. 
Uh, that camera. Okay. That's get, Dave. The camera's hi. right over oh, here. Okay. <laughs> no. You can I, talk to Crash if you want. He's a nice guy. I have feelings that I don't know where they can. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 I'm not whoa, 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 to yeah. say that. I'm not <laughs> okay. I have feelings that I do not identify. That I don't at, have to identify. I don't have to Period. identify Period. with this Period. reality. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Feelings you don't have to identify. It's a little challenging at first because you're like, well, I'm feeling something. I need to put a label on it. I need to attach an emotion and a judgment. Do I like it, not like it? What does it mean? What is it trying to tell me? No. There is a beauty in a sense that you get, and you don't have to identify it. It'll, it'll happen naturally in a little bit. When you're not trying to identify it, it allows the human mind to expand, uh, go to a higher level of consciousness to meet that, uh, instead of pulling it that sense down to its level. It'll open and expand, but then you have that in-between time where there's no, no identification, and it seems really quiet and empty, <coughs> and then all of a sudden it unfolds, and it's this big whoosh that comes over you. Still not in words or pictures or judgments. It's a big whoosh, and you're, you could be overwhelmed by it. It's so beautiful. Then comes the moment where you don't want to identify. You say, I do not want to put a label on this. This is so precious, yeah. and it's all mine. I do not want to try to define it or box it in. Yes. Ultimately, the mind will rise to the occasion and give you some definition, but not a closed definition. And uh, it's beautiful. That's where we're going. Okay. The ability to communicate with anything without all that, without the, the verbal. You can still do verbal, like I'm doing now, but what's really happening is right over here. Nonverbal. Most humans right past them like that, uh, for at least for the time being. That's where we're going. That's when you, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. That's where you you don't you know some of you try to talk to trees. You realize how weird that is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you talk to trees or animals or whatever. You're still using human language. You're still using your thoughts or your emotions. It's not the way communications go. Doesn't need any of that. It opens up the whole new world. It opens up your senses. So I love what you said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Sue. Next, what's the takeaway from coronavirus? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who me over there? <laughs> who me? <laughs> who me? Uh, well, same as Mary Sue said. I really like my own company. Yeah. And you're, you're generally, you've always been relatively comfortable with your own company, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. at times too extreme. Uh, <laughs> but, but what was different about it this time? Well, one thing, I finally moved into a place of my own. Oh, good, good. Uh, but repeat that to the camera. Uh, you finally, what? I finally moved into a place of my own. All right. Meaning what? On many levels. Thank you. I mean, so often again, yeah. do you think like, well, he got his own uh, house, apartment, or whatever, all by himself? No, it was uh, that was symbolic of really you moving into your own place, yeah. place that you hadn't always been comfortable with, or better said, you were always searching for it when it was kind of always right there, 
but it was more fun searching for searching. a while. But now you couldn't search because everything was closed down, both on the outer world and the inner world, and then you have to go to your own place. Wow. How is your place? It's grand. Yeah. Good. And it gets grander all the and time. It gets grander. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, to the point where I don't even want to go. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of you uh, know you from the past, uh, being here in person or online. Your energy is different. Mm -hmm. I mean, totally different. Uh, so it, it served you well. Yes, it did. Yeah, thank you. Good, a couple more. Takeaways from coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID. Hello, Vince. Hi, how are you? I'm grand, <laughs> as always. The how are you? I'm doing well. I don't like that answer. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just BS us for a minute here? Right. Hey, Vince, how are you doing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too long a story to tell. But okay. first, I want to say hi to our friend Birta, another alumni from the Chartres and Kardec trip. Okay, great. Good, good. And what I have learned is, and I'm still kind of dealing with the fallout, is very few things are worth my time or energy. Interesting. Well, meaning? Well, like getting a guy to come and wash the windows. <laughs> right. They're right. still there. Right. We could still see light and dark. Kind of, yeah. 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 But I'm. I'm getting crusty like you can be sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's like, an act. It's a total act. Well, this is no <laughs> act. You know, I can have to, I'm going to have to hear about that when I get to the Ascended Masters Club tonight. Yeah, they called you crusty. Crusty? <laughs> of all the words I'd use to define myself, crusty is not one. But go ahead, Vince. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah, well, <laughs> I definitely am. And I have them. <laughs> and... But there's a lot of stuff out there that's just not worth bothering with. That's right. That's right. It's really not. Not that important at all. And I don't miss it. Yeah. Good. Not that important. And isn't it interesting that one of the phenomena of this whole coronavirus era, particularly Europe and, and the U.S. in particular, so you're going through all these tough times and everything else, you can't find anybody to do anything. I mean, whether it's here in Colorado or any other place in the U.S., a lot of places in Europe, used to be uh, you could find a window washer just about anywhere. And then you get your windows washed, what, once a month? You know, whatever. But now you can't find anybody. What happened? Did those people leave? Did, 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 did they, they came to the same realization. They did. I'm tired of washing Vince's windows. I got better things to do with my life. It is a social phenomena that's they even to be even begun to to hit the tip of the iceberg on studying it. What's happening? Uh, and, and and the fact is, this is really weird. Uh, I got to get this through Caldera. There are no less window washers than there ever were. There's the same number of window washers in a way but you just can't find them. It's time to take care of your own house. It's a very strange thing because, uh, you know, on a very linear level, say, well, there is the same number of windows uh, and the same number of window washers, <laughs> therefore it should be easy to get my windows washed, but 
there's something in this cracking of time that's happening that suddenly there's no window washers available because it's time to really contemplate what's important or clean your own house, uh, wash your own windows, metaphorically speaking. Yes. Anybody want to go over to Vince's and do a little? You know? <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Oh, one more. One more. What's the takeaway from coronavirus? Uh, definitely enjoying a kaleidoscope, lots of flow, and just really liking the variety. So you're a doctor, uh-huh. uh, and what what changes did you see in your profession? Um, so lots of online, met with people outside, just lots of flexibility. Yeah, more hectic uh, or or more uh, calm? No, calm. Calm. You're enjoying your work more than ever. Yeah. Good. Good. So uh, the takeaway again, how would you state that? Um, I just really love variety. Yeah, yeah. And so this brought in just a lot more opportunity. The potential for variety. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Uh, we got to do one more. Uh, thank you so much, Julie. Did you say one more? One more. One more. Ooh, 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 she's prowling. Oh, uh oh, oh. <laughs> Take away from coronavirus for you personally. Uh, on my reality. On your reality. That sounds good. What does that mean? That means while everybody was at home and going out, I was flying a whole airplane for myself, traveling around. Right. During coronavirus. During coronavirus. Wow. Having the most epic time of my life. Where'd you go? Be- I went to Hawaii, Sedona, California, New Mexico, Texas. When you were in Sedona, Here. did anybody happen to say, do you know Adamas? Where has he been lately? I actually put a sign before I went in. I don't know, Thomas. <laughs> 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 I'm here by my own will. <laughs> yeah, but you know what people see. Oh, the only thing they see is a Thomas, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I will, I will be pride. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind but, of. Um, so I realized oh. that wasn't my reality. That the the whole closed the whole down. coronavirus. Yeah. And I was flying around, traveling around, driving. You weren't sitting inside. And, oh no. Uh, you just oh okay. Did Nothing. you wear a mask? Where I where I have to. Okay. I did. Are you vaccinated? Not. No. Okay. No, I, I have no give problem. Give you a hug. That. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> yes. I, I don't worry about it. Caldera might get real sick, but uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Caldera's yeah, been vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, now she's vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Energy vaccination. Yeah. Oh, let's let's talk about vaccinations. Not. I, I, what a great conspiracy. Uh, what a great big way to divide humanity even more than ever. And you know, it's it's not even a medical thing. Uh, and actually, I'll go so far as to say that the work done with uh, the uh, medical research uh, is opening doorways for the new species of, of humans on the planet. Understanding some things like the mRNA and uh, the different workings, uh, particularly when they start getting into the uh, the neuronic activity—not neurotic, but neuronic activity—of the mind. Phenomenal, uh, amazing, and the vaccine—is it a conspiracy? It's up to you. It's up to you. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that is not an issue. If you want to get vaccinated, not an issue. 
I mean, let's uh, Schumber for the most part move beyond that. It's like, are we going to get into that battle? Are we going to get into that thing? Does anybody really believe it's a alien conspiracy uh, or, or government or anything else? I mean, please, people. We've got work to do, not games to play on this planet. So let's move on. All right, okay, Linda, where were we? We were done Wherever with that part. Good. Let's take a deep breath with that. Your takeaway, your your takeaway from the coronavirus era. I'd, I'd suggest you write a little story about it. Uh, make a little home movie. Uh, do something. Uh, you'll be so amused at looking at it a few years from now. There was so much that was moved on the planet during this time, during this kind of quiet time. Yeah, frustrating for some people and difficult on relationships, Uh, difficult if you have children uh, in school. But all in all, what is coming as a result of this shifted the planet in a way I, I would label as brilliant. Uh, and the brilliance continues, just like my prediction saying this would last a long time. The brilliance, <laughs> the brilliance continues. So uh, let's take a good deep breath for that. Let's go on to our next portion of this show. I'm having too much fun. Uh, it's good to be back with Chambra. We were together, but not like this. So next, next question. Uh, get ready with a microphone, dear Linda. Told you you'd be busy today. Yeah, where's the microphone? <laughs> Next question. There's a lot of different ways to state this, but what are humans really looking for? What, what are they really looking for? What answers? Uh, you know, if you look at it even very philosophically, what 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 are they searching for? What are Humans really looking for in life? Kind of an open ended question. Feel into it for a moment. What are they really looking for? And and maybe they don't even know they're looking for it. Yes. Are we talking about human or chambre? Humans in general. Happiness? Happiness? Yeah. Okay. Will they ever find it? Yes, when they will get realized. When they get, uh, okay, that leads to an interesting thing. She said, "Yes, happiness when you're realized." I'll say no. Happiness goes out the window. It's a it's a machio pursuit. It's a human concept, uh, and actually, I'll go so far as to say that uh, it was kind of uh, the whole idea of happiness um, came about in the times of Atlantis with the human pleasure center triggering that pleasure center to get humans, workers, slaves to respond accordingly. Happiness is derived as part of that whole complex thing of the, the, um, the, the pleasure center. And pleasure it could be food, sex, drugs, uh, sitting around watching TV, whatever. Happiness. Uh, the concept is so elu- elusive. I, I'd go so far as to make a very bold statement, forget about it. And it's like, what? You know, I want happiness. No, you don't. First of all, it doesn't happen. Not not in the typical definition of happiness. Happiness is what? You know, having a, a three bedroom house, 
two kids, a dog, uh, a cat, and uh, working in a cubicle? No, that's not happiness. And that's, that's what so many found out during the coronavirus era. So what? So what? There's more important things than getting your windows washed. I mean, <laughs> so what? It was a, a, a false kind of a, a hurdle. Uh, and then people got there and go, shit, I'm not happy. I got a mortgage. I got you know uh, a family I'm responsible for. I got a dog that doesn't like me and poops in the house all the time. Happiness? This is not it. And then you start pursuing a new happiness. You'll never get there. You'll never get there. So, just my opinion. <laughs> Be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. But no, I, I, I think we should. I think we should address happiness head on for what it is. It's kind of an illusion. It's a carrot. Uh, you know, and in front of the human. What is happiness? That word goes out of your vocabulary as you come to realization. It just goes out. It's like there's no happiness, there is no sadness. That doesn't mean it's blank. It means you move beyond those very archaic terms, happiness and sadness. I am that I am. That's it. Yeah. And in that, the communications in that, it's not just I am that I am, but there's so much more to it. Good, couple more. What is it humans are searching for, looking for? What answers? What? What's the great mystery? Got a couple. Um, I was going to say comfort. Comfort, um, yeah. Because, but I was thinking about people who've been abused and things like that, and. Maybe they're looking for just something. I, I, by the a way, I love your T-shirt. I'd love one. Cool, huh? uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> extra, la- extra large. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's maybe just something a little bit better. That's not us, but okay. humans. Maybe there's just it's not happiness. But okay, well, what's something here compared to yeah, where I am that's here? That's an excellent observation. Uh, and, that's what it and, seems and very like. true. It's just a little bit better, a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. It's, uh, and then there's those two steps backwards. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, we're going to maybe three steps forward, yeah. another back. Maybe today we Pretty soon get, you're yeah, dancing yeah. and, and yeah. <laughs> back and <laughs> forth. But yeah, a little better. And how sad. You spend your whole life just a little better, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more circus, mm-hmm. a little bit more beer. Uh, and, and then what? And you're Die. like, oh, I just spent my whole life just <laughs> trying to. Do incremental better. Mm-hmm. Why did I just blow it up and go for the whole thing? Incremental better. And on top of that, oh, in that lifetime, now I've got all that karma with those people in my life that made it miserable or couldn't be better. And now I've got to come back and spend another lifetime with them. <laughs> you know, them. They always talk about them. Who is them? It's everything that's not you. Everything that's not you. So yeah. I like that. Good answer. Mm-hmm. What are humans searching for? Did you swear at me? No. Wouldn't. It's going to say control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, then they can be happier if they have control. Yeah, that, that they're not a victim, that, that outside circumstances are not going to right. change their lives. It could be for the better or for the worse, but. A sense of control. Who controls them? Who controls them? Mm-hmm. 
they well, think with their perception of who th controls them. Things outside of their outside what, of what their would control. be the number one thing that humans attribute to the control in their life? The number one. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them, and any of them really work, but God. God, you know, God to most people is kind of foreign, mm. uh, not not present. Uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like um, management isn't isn't available. <laughs> it's off somewhere else. Mm. You know, but who's running the house? Probably taxes. Yeah, government. Going to say government. You know, I mean, you can kind of get away from the government. You just can't get away from taxes. No. And, you know, taxes. I've been and, trying for years. I know, <laughs> and, and and families. Most people won't admit it, but their families uh, exercise a tremendous amount of control in their life uh, mm -hmm. because it's the family voice that they hear in their head: their mother, their father, or siblings, or whatever, saying, "You shouldn't do that," or "You you need to do that." You need to improve. So, mm -hmm. that's a big control factor. Yeah, and, and jobs, having to work a job. How many times over the years have we heard Chambra saying, well, I have to work to pay the bills. Just give them the squirt gun right away. And, um, and it's like, really? Really? Is that your consciousness that you're going to keep going down that miserable, dreary path that you have to have a job that you don't like so you can pay for a flat that you don't like, that somebody else owns, that is they're charging you to blow it up. But good answer. Thank okay. you. Control. One, one more, and then I'll go to mine. Yes, Joseph. Thank Welcome, you. by the way. Good to see you again. It's been quite a while. Quite a while. A couple lifetimes, anyway. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Would you mind standing? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think or feel that humans, they first search for knowledge or power, mm -hmm. and then after that they go for control. Mm -hmm. But I think what they're really looking for is something to matter. Something to matter. Yeah, yeah. They want something to matter, and yeah. it really doesn't. Yeah, they want something uh, of passion that would make a difference, uh, something uh, kind of real, meaningful. Yeah. And give me a number, just make something up, but what percent of the world's population ha really has something, I mean, something really that matters? Not, not uh, you know, just a car in the garage type of thing, but really matters. Three percent? It's pretty accurate, jeez. Uh, yeah, it's pretty close. Not many, you know, and, and a lot of it. Uh, well, you remember what it was like when you were in your old passion, and and you know, then it faded away, and it was really hell. But you come back into your new passion, and it's totally different. But to most people, they are looking for something that matters, that's very meaningful. They try to find it in everything from their family, usually, uh, and then they try to find it in their job, or their, you know, their profession, or they try to find it in their Religion, good Lord. Uh, and, and very few really have something that matters. What about you? Um, the only thing that I've found to matter is my existence, and that's an experience to have. Yeah, good. And I, um, typically I would accuse somebody of macchio. 
uh, and say, ah, come on, that's a cliche you're using. And in your case, it's not. Uh, keep whatever you're doing right now, keep doing it. Thank you. No, I mean, the direction that you, you've chosen for yourself, the way of life that you've chosen, keep doing it. Good. Thank you. Thank you. So, what are humans really looking for? Uh, thank you, dear Linda. Uh, you could take a rest, please. You want, you want a coffee? Well, thank you, sir. Well, I, can, I can manifest one like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Carrie. <laughs> she is so sweet. I mean, I think, we, I think we ought to give Carrie a big hand for all. <laughs> and oh, oh there, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, how she tolerates me. All right. Uh, humans, uh, what they're looking for in life. Uh, you kind of touched on it, uh, um, a purpose, a passion. Uh, one would generally say the philosophers would say, I'm done for now, you can uh, stop blinding them. Uh, so one would say that um, philosophers would say meaning of life. Meaning, people are looking for meaning. A lot of them are, in a way, Maybe once every five or six years they might think about it for about five seconds. What's the meaning of life? Well, you know, and then they move on. The, the actually beauty of coronavirus, it did stop a lot of people, paused, uh, in other words, and they took a moment to say, what is the meaning? Or what, what's, what am I here for? There is a lot of that. You know, we get it once in a while. We kind of measure these things uh, up in our realms. There, there was always some of it, but it was fleeting. It, it just for a moment, you know, what am I doing here? <laughs> we don't ask these questions. Uh, there was a lot of that during coronavirus. What am I doing here? What's the meaning? What's the purpose? What, what's going on? Why, why am I in that miserable job? Or, or now I'm, you know, with my spouse or partner all the time, all the time. And several things happened. Some people realized how much they loved that person. Others realized how much they couldn't stand him another second. Uh, and, and, but then they made the break that they should have made a while back, said, we're done. Sorry, you know, but we're done. It was phenomenal, the things that happened. Uh, I, I can't even begin to describe. But back to the point. Very few humans really ever search for meaning in life. Uh, and ultimately, uh, my answer would be what humans are really looking for is how to live. Meaning of life, fine, uh, you know, but actually, it's like happiness. You'll never find it. There, there is no meaning in life, sorry to say. I know that's kind of pulling the carpet out from underneath a lot of people. There isn't. I mean, there's no big meaning of life. It's not a great big test you have to get through. You're just here to experience. Maybe that's meaning, but, but then it puts the wrong spin on it. You go for a swim in the lake in the summer on a hot day to experience the coolness of the water and what it's just like immersing yourself. There's not a lot of meaning to it. What's the meaning of jumping into a lake? I, I, I don't know, so you can swim with a fish. Uh, who knows? Kind of like life. There's not a lot of meaning. Some people would really get upset with me that saying that. 
but no, it's, it's about experience. It's about just jumping in, seeing what it's like, and then seeing if you can get the hell out. I mean, <laughs> seeing if you can get out. So I, I say what people are really looking for is how to live. And they've been searching for that, uh, for the answers to that for a long, long time. How to live. They search by studying a lot, or maybe going to school, by listening to the advice of others, by trial and error, by saying, okay, I, I didn't like that experience, I do like this. So, you know, they they start uh, trying to to create that pattern for how to live. But uh, I don't really know of anybody that's ever really gotten there. I mean, how to live. I mean, in the kind of a linear sense of, of the thing. It's not like you can give somebody um, uh, a, a book or now a cloud class, here's how to live, you know, here's, how to, here's the survivor's guide for the planet. There's not a single answer. But um, that brings me to one of the important subjects for today, and I had some uh, – oh, there's your, there's your coffee. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. And Linda, would you like a bite of my um, thing here? Yeah. Why are you being so nice? This is the real me. I mean, the other, the other Adamus that used to show up was my evil twin brother. And, and this is the real Adamus. <laughs> Why am I being so nice? Because we've managed to get rid of the Machio. We've managed to say, Goodbye to the ones who really weren't here for their uh, embodied realization to stay on the planet as a master. I, I, I can just relax now. Oh, yeah. We, you know, the, you, all of you who have stayed, uh, all of you who are here now, this is the real thing. Uh, wow. I can I can now be the nice Adamas. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, I, I did ask Caldera. Wow. <laughs> I did ask Calder to prepare a few slides uh, because I, I want to make a point here. So uh, if we can get this up, um, so humans look for the the way to live. Uh, and I'm going to now put that on Chambra. Uh, no, no, uh, thank you. Uh, gonna, no, no, <laughs> stop that. Stop that. First slide. Okay. Either that or we're going to give Linda the writing board. Uh, so. Be careful. People are looking for how to live, uh, and now I kind of tailored that for Chambra, the Chambra life. Pretty simple uh, here. First, embrace your energy with courageous passion. That's really important. It's your energy. It, it's the song of your soul. You've been denying that it's yours. been saying it's out there. It's something else. It's not mine. I have to adapt myself to energy uh, that's out there. No. It's time to embrace your energy with courageous passion. I mean, that's, that's the thing of finding something, finding purpose, meaning. Uh, it's your energy. And when I say courageous, com- courageous passion, we can't tiptoe into this, uh, not very well. You'll get knocked over real hard. So it's about time to be courageous with your own energy. And the nice thing is it's not somebody else's energy. It's not, it's not even God's. It's your energy. 
Why not embrace it? Take it on courageously. It doesn't mean making great big decisions like, oh, I'm afraid to do this. Let's start with the basics. Embrace your energy courageously, all of it, with passion. And, and that's, that's how you live. It's pretty simple. Um, I'm going to slip off because my eh, wife is blocking the you. letters. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was on such a roll. Uh, where was I? And if you don't think it's truly your energy, if you don't think it is, most of you actually don't. We've got a nice concept going here your energy, your consciousness, la di da. Important point two. I'm going to interject now that I've been interrupted. I'm going to interrupt myself. Um, there's consciousness, and that is awareness. And there is energy, and they are totally separate. They are not commingled. They are not one and the same. Consciousness is not energy. And please don't get misled or distracted. There are, there are others who kind of – I'm trying to say this politely uh, – kind of following after what we're doing. They don't quite get it yet. They're still at the stage of consciousness uh, awareness where they're thinking that energy and consciousness are the same thing. They're not. They're not. There's going to be, and there already are, some metaphysicists out there who are – they're not quite there. Uh, and, and please, for Shambra, don't get confused. Consciousness is awareness. and That's all it is. It doesn't contain anything else, nor right now do you want it to contain anything else. It is pure. It is, it is the I Am. And it doesn't contain energy, and doesn't contain history, it doesn't have judgments or opinions. It is I am that I am. Then there is the energy, and it's separate. That allows you to play in the energy without screwing up the consciousness. <laughs> it keeps the consciousness in its purest state. So please don't get distracted. Back to the point here. If you don't think it's truly your energy, a lot of you let you like the words, but you're not quite there yet. It's like, well, okay, I know what is being said, but I just I'm not getting it. Uh, to me, it's still something outside of me. Uh, if that's the case, as it is with so many Shambra, embrace it even more courageously and more passionately. Don't don't start getting off on these head trips of my energy, not my energy. Dive into it. Embrace your energy. It's you. It's the, it's the communication, the song of your soul. It's all you. Embrace it. Dive into it. Don't be afraid of it. It's, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. It's your energy. And it's time you embraced it passionately, courageously. Again, I'm not saying right now it's decision-making time. That, that comes later when you're choosing things in life. Right now, start with the basics. Embrace it. How do you do that? Take a deep breath, and you let that energy come in. And you let it with passion, like, I choose life. This is me. This is my energy. I'm going to breathe it in. I'm going to live it. I'm going to stop being 
a timid little mouse running from everything. I'm going to be that great big elephant in the room that they talk about now. I'm going to embrace my energy passionately. It's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. And that's, that's when you really understand how to live. How to live. So if we put this all together, uh, one more part of it is, and then make love with your energy. Cha-cha your energy. Uh, I mean, you know, get intimate with your energy, and you'll find that, that same energy, it'll make love with your life. Make love meaning, meaning love it. Bring it in. Don't hold back. Make love. And I didn't just say love your energy. I wanted that make love. Be with it. And then watch how it loves your life. I mean, it's you. It's you making love with you. And the energy – and I like that, you weirdo. <laughs> then it's like <laughs> well, it could be like that. <laughs> make, make love be intimate with your energy in, in every sensual way, and then watch how it loves your life. Pretty simple, simple stuff, putting into a single statement now. Embrace your energy with courageous passion. If you don't think it's truly your energy, embrace it more courageously and more passionately than ever. Make love with your energy, and it will make love with your life. It's pretty simple. <laughs> well, it's pretty simple. Okay, thank you. Let's take a deep breath with that. What are humans looking for? Ultimately, how to live. How to live. I mean, look at all the self-help books in the, in the bookstore. There's no bookstores left anymore, but self-help books. And they're looking for how to live. For Shambra, how to live? Embrace your energy. Courageously. Not intellectually. Courageously embrace it. Now, and Kelder's telling me I'm going long, but it's been a while. I want to talk for a few moments about love. I do not talk about love much. Uh, there's a word that Calder has for it, gramabate. Uh, gramabate, uh, meaning that you know we get up here and we could talk about love and and fluffiness and loving each other and it's like, come on, really? That's cheap <laughs> and cheesy. I love love, but. I didn't start out with Shambra talking about it and haven't really talked about it too much up until now. However, a um, little product placement here, we, we had some great sessions in France a number of years ago. We got the whole group drunk one night. Uh, and No, it did. It was great. Um, there were some great sessions, The Mysteries of Love. Uh, I, I would suggest that for the spotlight. Uh, half price. Compliments of Adamus. So, uh, great stuff. Interesting, interesting thing is love was first experienced here on this planet. Nowhere else. Your soul didn't know about love. What you call God or whatever, no clue. How, how would Spirit have known? I mean, how would Spirit have known until you experienced it? It was experienced on Earth. For, uh, the, it was the first time ever in all of creation right here on Earth. That kind of makes Earth kind of special. That's why I get upset when these people are talking about these space alien beings coming to Earth and telling you how to live your life. And first of all, they have no clue. 
Secondly, they're trying to learn from you. Alien probes, alien craft or whatever, they're here for one thing. They heard about this thing called love, and they want to know more about it. They probe, they cut, they slice, they dice, they go into the brain, trying to find, where is that love? Where, where is it? Is it here? Is it, uh, is it here or around? No. It's a sense. It's perhaps the most beautiful of all senses that would never existed till humans experienced it on Earth for the first time. I'm going to ask you to just get out of your brain for a moment. The first time you ever experienced love as a human on this planet. Feel it for a moment. Not in this lifetime. It was a long time ago. The first time you ever felt love. And don't worry about details. What did it feel like? Good news, bad news. You felt love, and there was never anything like it that you'd ever experienced anywhere in the angelic realms. And they didn't have love. Any place. And love touched you. And it changed you profoundly. The bad news. You experienced love and said, I want to stay on this planet for a long, long time to keep experiencing love. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what you said. It is so beautiful, and I, I haven't wanted to talk about it up until now. And it ties in so much with everything else right now. It ties in with communications and energy and everything else. But love, first experienced here, we now move into a whole new understanding of love. First time you ever really experienced love so many lifetimes ago. Overwhelming. It touched your soul. Oh, in a way, your soul didn't know love. It touched your soul, and it, that soul just whooshed open with that experience of love. Unfortunately, in a lot of ways, love has been diminished, commercialized, bastardized, abused. And you know it. You know, when your parents say, I'm going to whip you right now because I love you. It doesn't quite work. Doesn't, it's not congruous, uh, congruent with that first experience of love you'd ever had on the planet. It's like, these two aren't the same thing. <laughs> and so often people tell you that they love you, but then you're stabbed in the back. Or but a week later, they're telling the next door neighbor or the milkman that they love them, and it's like there was no meaning in that, didn't mean anything. But yet, the beauty is you've had those experiences of love. Yeah, sometimes with the hardships that come with it, but you still had that experience of loving. You take a look at all the other realms, all the other soul beings who have never been to this planet. They haven't had that. Love is not a dominant sense across the cosmos. It's not. That's why people line up to come to this planet. As crazy as it seems, why would they get in line for everything that's going to happen to them? That's why they get in line, to experience love. You're teachers of love. You have 
taught it in this life, in, in other lifetimes. You have taught it in the near earth realms, but the most difficult thing about teaching about love is you can't. You can experience it. And you can communicate that energy of the experience, not just in words, but in true uh, soul communications. You can, you can communicate it, but teaching it, no. How, how would you teach love? How would you teach love? They say you fall into love. You don't plan into love. Now with Shambra, we move to a whole new level post-coronavirus. It's to love yourself. It's to love yourself. It's tough. And very, very few have ever done it. And the experience you're going to have with really loving yourself, it goes, it goes even beyond your first experience on this planet with love. It goes beyond that. The overwhelm, the It's hard to even say the words, but you can feel it, what I'm communicating. We're not talking, talking about learning to love yourself. We're talking about courageously going into your energy, passionately going into your energy, and loving yourself. Loving yourself has kind of weird connotations to some people. You're not supposed to love yourself, or love others first, or you know, self-love is kind of um, what would you say, kind of narcissistic. It's not. Please put aside all those concepts. This planet Earth, the whole reason for the planet Earth, was to come to an understanding of consciousness and energy, your consciousness in relationship to energy. The whole reason was to free up energy, in of all soul beings in the cosmos that was almost like stuck forever it's been done it's been uh, the energies the spiritual families they disbanded because the energies are moving again a new understanding of consciousness and energy and please do not put the two together right now that's something for later but it's never been done ever anywhere Come to an understanding of consciousness and energy, and task is done, because enough have done it on the planet, and now it will radiate out to the others. They'll, they'll start doing it. Now, Shambra, we move to the next level. Loving yourself courageously, passionately. There wasn't love anywhere else until humans came here, and humans came here not for love. They came here for consciousness and energy. But one of the things that nobody predicted, not even me, nobody predicted, nobody had a clue, there wasn't even, even an inkling of what would happen when angels came to this planet. That was love. Soul didn't know it. Chaim didn't know it. Nobody knew it. It was the greatest thing that's ever come from this planet. Consciousness and energy, sure. That's <laughs> a given. Love? Nobody knew. Now we're going to go into self-love. 
it's going to have its uh, dark corners and rough roads. It's going to bring up memories, maybe not so pleasant, but we're going to do it courageously and passionately. So you can come to that, you could say, that next level of your experiences on this planet, loving yourself. It's so beautiful. And it's so, it's so simple. But there's so many things that can distract you. Let's take a moment with some Morab music to begin our journey as Chambra into self-love. Some talk the game, loving yourself. I, I listen in, and Caldera is getting upset with me right now. <laughs> he says I shouldn't disparage other people doing other work. Why not? <laughs> hey, I got the microphone. No, I, I, I check in on some of these others sometime, giving courses in love, and it's like they, they don't until you understand energy and consciousness. How can you even talk about it? And, and you know, sprinkling sugar dust all over things—that's that, not love. That's not love. It's not just a bunch of fairy dust. Oh, the first time you ever experienced love on this planet. And it doesn't matter, Lemuria, Atlantis, Egypt, it doesn't matter. I'm going to ask you to breathe that in now without knowing any details about it. You don't need to. There's a communication in that first experience of love. And there's a mystery in it. It changed you. Other humans later, they, they came to experience love also, and love is now commonplace. L love, the way humans use it, I, I say as pedestrian, without a lot of real, a lot of real sensuality. I'm not knocking love. I'm just saying we're going to a different level. That first time you ever experience love, feel it without having to know details. Feel it for a moment. Oh. <laughs> so many of you at that moment of feeling and experiencing love for the very first time, and perhaps if you were with another person, they didn't even feel the same thing, but you did. And oh, I've got to get back to my angelic families and tell them about this thing. But how do I describe it? I got to get back there and I got to tell all the angels in all of existence about this thing love. Now, here, sitting with all these masters, the masters that you are, you've had a lot of experiences with love now. Some of you'd like to forget. A couple of you going through divorces right now saying, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's bring it to a more expansive experience. And now, 
open the doors courageously to loving yourself. Kind of like the song, Affinity and Communications. That's what makes reality. Affinity, the loving and acceptance of yourself, total acceptance of yourself. And then the communication, uh, your energy, that is. Loving yourself is nothing you can practice, study, rehearse. It doesn't come when you say, I've got rid of all my bad habits, I'm a really nice person. It doesn't come that way. It comes when you take a deep breath and you accept yourself. I'm going to go one step further in this as we now enter into this next stage of Chambra. The experience of self-love isn't going to be just by yourself, just you. I mean, it's self-love, of course. What you're going to experience is the love of your soul that did not know love until you experienced it, but now it does. The love of your soul. People always talk about how your soul really loves you all the time. Soul didn't know about love. But now, in the wisdom that has been brought to the soul, it knows love. And it wants to share that with you. It learned about love from you. And now it wants to share that with you. The love of your past. All of your lifetimes, it it wants to share that with you. It's love and the future. What a precious time. Where we go beyond what we ever planned to do when we came here to Earth. What a precious time. And for you, the human in the experience who who actually discovered love. Now is the time to receive it from yourself. Take a good deep breath. Self-love. It's not just about human looking in the mirror and saying, I love you, gorgeous. No, no, it's about letting the soul, the past, the future, the Master, letting every part of you now show you how much it loves you. That's self-love. Not just you getting up in the morning and saying, I'm good, I'm beautiful, I love me. No, it's about receiving it now. Your soul truly wants to show you this, and it wants to dance in the experience of it with you. Let's open this new chapter for Chambra. Let's take a good deep breath. What a crazy world. What a weird world. What an era we've just gone through, and now we embark on, I would say, 
the real passion. What is it like to know the love of self? Like I said, we're going to have we're going to have little bumpy roads along the way. It's going to dredge up old crap. There'll be times when you go very, very mental. There'll be times when you're thinking of self-love, and I'm going to have to kick you in the ass. And when I do, it's hundred bucks, right, for the for the right to kick you in the ass. But as we now come into self-love as masters on the planet, things get a little rough. World gets crazy. Just remember that one thing: all is well in all of creation. With that. Welcome back to yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Of life, really feeling into you, feeling into all that you are. Take a few deep breaths and continue to allow this sense, this opening, to love of self. Can you just be with it? So, with that, I invite you to listen as we close out. Just really feel into love of self. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Everyone. Here and online. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. Oh, yesterday came suddenly. Had to go, I don't 
Mm-hmm. 